But I'm just logging out of Tragical because I don't want to get your DMs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> exactly. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hello, this is Melissa. Hi, this is Kat. We are drinking Post Malone's Rosé. Yeah, he we sent are. it to I wish. No, I bought four bottles because mm-hmm. it was free shipping. So this is our last bottle of Post Malone Rosé. It's very delicious. But it's worth it. We love it. The bottles are really pretty. They are. It's like a little sword and some roses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know if I have anything either. You ready to record this, bitch? Let's do it. All right. this time we're here to tell you why zootopia is tragical i have one thing to say cat what is that Uh, 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 uh. how did you know (laughs) oh my god the way Uh, we've been uh, singing uh, just uh, that (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh guys remember shakira at the super bowl when she stuck her tongue out and went (laughs) That was the best day of my entire life last year. That was year. actually Gazelle. <laughs> was that last year? No. Because it was What's-His-Face last year. Yeah, um, the weekend. The so weekend. it was the, week, the year before, wasn't it? Was it the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. That was the best thing I've ever <laughs> seen. Oh, my God. I love it so much. That gif is still my favorite gif of all time. <laughs> we love Miss Shakira. So, guys, mm-hmm. it's Pride Month. Yeah, it is. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. I wanted to do a movie where we featured a gay Disney icon, and I'm mad because there really aren't any. No, and Disney Disney really making me mad all the time. Uh, I know we love Disney, and obviously this is a Disney movie recap podcast. It's just very sad. I think they're trying. I feel like they are trying to come into the 21st century and join us all here. But it's just really annoying that there's not more representation for the gay community. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Pretty we rough. already did Beauty and the Beast. So guys, I'm sorry. But um, LeFou is my favorite gay Disney icon. I think my favorite gay Disney icon would be Oaken from Frozen. Oh, with his family in the sauna. His little hubby and their kids. They are very cute. Anyway, happy Pride. Happy Pride from your fave pansexual and your favorite straight ally. I love the gay community. I am the gay community. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I picked Zootopia because I would like to think, and this is kind of like not super outward representation, but Judy's neighbors in Zootopia are Kudu and Oryx. They're clearly gay lovers who live next door to Judy. So that's why I picked Zootopia. There really wasn't a ton of options. options. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, let's do a gay movie. And then I realized we kind of already did all the gay movies. And also we can only really speculate because there's no just outwardly gay Disney icons. Except LeFou. I'm sorry. We just just LeFou. (laughs) He's it. He's the only one. Clearly Oaken. (laughs) There were some other ones. What were some of the other ones? Um, The cop from Onward, which neither of us have seen yet. I have not seen Onward yet, but apparently there is a cop who straight up mentions that she has a girlfriend and a her girlfriend's child or something like that so good for her we love her 
Even though we haven't seen that movie. Yzma and Kronk were mentioned. Yeah, somebody said Kronk. I also think Kuzco (laughs) is a flaming homosexual. That man is so gay. We're just speculating. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Come on. (laughs) Chip and Dale. (laughs) Best friends. People always think they're brothers. And I'm like, no, they're just best friends. Yeah. They have a shared girlfriend. <laughs> they're they're a poly group. Oh my god, they're polyamorous. I oh love my that. Gosh. Chip and Dale <laughs> and Clarice. Polyamorous. <laughs> I love that for them. Okay, so they are actually part of the LGBT I love community. We're making gay icons. <laughs> like none of these people are actually. You poly- have to because I mean, we don't have any other options. Because we don't get what we deserve. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Judy's loud gay neighbors. This is for you guys. This yeah. is for you. Happy Pride. Yeah, happy Pride. You can argue all you want next door to <laughs> you Judy. Gay frat boys. <laughs> all right. Would you like some fun facts? I would love fun facts on this movie. I There's probably know a lot, a lot of, of good them. ones. Um, we always link in the bio. It's usually IMDB, the Internet Movie Database. We usually pull all our trivia from there. There's like 181 selections for Zootopia so go read them I didn't pick nearly that many but (laughs) it is linked in the show notes so Duke Weaselton Mm -hmm. who is the weasel in Zootopia is voiced by Alan Tudyk is Mm -hmm. that how you say it Tudyk Mm -hmm. Uh, who also voiced the Duke of Weselton often mispronounced Weaselton in Frozen he's a funny dude I know I love that you know who what other voices hey hey yeah hey hey (laughs) I'm sure he's done thousands of voices he does for Disney like movies. yeah like weird noises he's just a yeah noise maker he's a ginger king isn't he yes he he's is super cute. he's a good dude. he's very cute he's pretty cool i really like him he was in um that show mom likes firefly alan you can call me whenever <laughs> i'm here for you chief bogo which i was roasting this whole movie i was like chief buy one get one <laughs> but his name is actually swahili Ooh. and it's taken from the word mbogo which i probably just disrespected that whole nation's language uh, which means buffalo so his name literally means buffalo all and right he is a water buffalo so it's m-b-o-g-o Mbogo? Mbogo. Mbogo? That's how I would say it. If Mbogo? I spoke slightly. I like that. Which I clearly do, guys. Come on. Yeah, didn't you listen to our Lion King episode? I mean. <laughs> on Judy's train ride to Zootopia, before Judy selects Gazelle, who is voiced by the one and only Shakira, queen of my heart. I love her so much. Some of the other artists on her music player include, which also like music player. <laughs> It's an iPod. Do people still use those? Yeah, it's literally like an iPod. This well, this came out in 2016, so back nobody then, had an yeah. iPod. Sis, please, True. stop that. Um, there were the Beagles, uh, Black Sable, <laughs> Caddy Perry, <laughs> Destiny's Cub. <laughs> this one's my favorite. You too, E W E. Fleetwood Yak. Oh no, not Fleetwood Yak. <laughs> the Fur Fighters. Not the Fur Fighters. Guns and Rodents. Oh no. That's Aina really Gomez. Aina Wait. Gomez. <laughs> Let me be more clear. Aina Gomez. It's Hyena, I can't say it. It's Hyena Gomez for me. <laughs> Those are more, oh, oh no. Uh, Canine West. Oh, no. And Mick Jaguar. <laughs> Mick Jaguar. I don't like this movie, but I love all of those. <laughs> That's really good. 
That's really good. Assistant villains Walter and Jesse are modeled after Walter and Jesse, two of the main characters in the American television drug drama. That's the category I want my show to be in. <laughs> Breaking Bad. In the movie, they're mixing chemicals and stuff. And it's Walter and Jesse. And Doug. He's in there, but he's not important. It's Walter because they're sheep. Because he's a Get sheep. Get it? Okay, another Shakira fun fact. I'm obsessed. Do you guys understand how much I love Shakira? Honestly. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I really love her. I think she's a sweet angel baby and she's a huge activist and I just really love Shakira. Um, But Shakira asked for her character, Gazelle, to have more curves because she found the original physical presentation of her character to be too thin. Yes, queen. She said, I know I'm a gazelle, but I'm still a chunky gazelle. She said, um, <laughs> gazelle needs to be thicker or I'm not going to be a part of this film. <laughs> and this is just another little fun one. The magic lamp from Aladdin. From Aladdin. Sometimes these IMBD trivias are. The magic lamp from Aladdin. Yeah, from Aladdin, guys. Not sure if you knew where the magic lamp was from, but it's, it's Aladdin. <laughs> a major Disney motion picture <laughs> can be seen on the shelf of yaks who is the yak that works at the yoga studio Ooh. so he has the magic lamp again guys from aladdin you've seen it <laughs> we hope the one with the genie and the monkey and the carpet and the pretty princess and, and the, the bad guy and that's all i got yay fun fact there were a ton of fun facts there was one um it was really long and there was like a couple of them that were like also related to it but this movie was originally supposed to be about nick and they like rewrote it last minute so somewhere out there there is just a movie all about nick wilde that none of us will ever see i want that movie i need i need to see that movie <laughs> mr disney sir boop, 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 boop. they just hang up on me <laughs> hello walt disney pictures this is ellen hi ellen we'd like to see in the zootopia it's about nick wilde please we're a disney podcast and, uh, we would like to rate and review it if you could send it over thanks sis tragical podcast at gmail.com thank you she just hangs up on us immediately okay so can i do a quick fun fact about me with this movie yes okay so when i used to work for the mouse uh way back when um i used to work on main street and they have the move it shake it dance party every day twice sometimes two or three times a day the worst parade of all time it's not a parade it's a dance party and it is the best doesn't matter um so the one that they had for the majority of the time that i worked on main street um nick and judy were on the main float um that is towards the front of the castle and there were four different positions that i could work where i would be standing next to that float and every single person who worked main street with me knew that if i did not get one of those four positions there would be bloodshed so everyone would just let me have them and i didn't care where i was supposed to stand i would be next to nick wilde (laughs) you love nick wilde he's my fave on my last day on main street i also got a really cute picture with him that's like my favorite so shall we post it we shall let's do it just me crying over a (laughs) dumb fox it's cute This movie opens up uh-huh. to what they say is the Carrot Days talent show. A small Judy, a small bunny. Very small. A nine-year-old bunny. I like <laughs> when I was going to the trivia, it was like, Judy was nine years old in the talent show. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> sure, Jan. So wait. She's 24. Okay. Nick is 32. I'm glad you know math. You're welcome. <laughs> BFFs, Nick and Judy, 24, 32. <laughs> Carrot Days talent show. Judy, she's showing off how they used to get murdered by savage predators. And there's like a cheetah, a cheetah. Oh, my God. Like, here we go. Here we go with the animals. I don't know. Is that a, che- a baby cheetah? Sure. <laughs> a leopard, maybe? I don't know. 
a cheetah or a leopard or a, a small yellow cat with black spots on it. Attacks Judy and she's like, blood, blood. And there's like ketchup spewing everywhere. And she's basically explaining how um, they've evolved beyond their primitive savage ways. And lambs can be astronauts now and uh, tigers can be actuaries. What's an actuary? Couldn't tell you. What is your favorite word for that? Oh, my, my made up job. <laughs> yeah. Tigers can be financiers. <laughs> it's essentially what he was. I have no idea. <laughs> and a bunny can be a cop. Exactly. My favorite part of this is the cute little, I think he's a little bobcat and he has like all these different instruments that he's like, he's does killing the soundtrack to the for dramatics. this show. And he has like this little, I don't know what it is, like a little flute thing, a little whistle. And it's, he's so cute with it. A kazoo. Baby bunny Judy, nine years old, is basically saying in the world and mostly in the city of Zootopia, you can be anything. Yeah. And that's, this is not a talent. They're acting. It's not a talent. They're acting. A, a talent show is you do the singing or baton twirling or there was the instruments you do the cup song from <laughs> pitch perfect or something this is not a talent <laughs> could you imagine if judy busted out with well that would have been better than her being attacked by a cheetah and blood squirting everywhere it was ketchup okay well it's not a talent this is a talent show i want to see guitar playing i want to see some proper fluting after the show, Bonnie and Stu, Judy's parents, we love them. They're great parents, except for in this moment when they're like, you know, you don't have to become a cop. You can just settle like uh, we did and become a carrot farmer. And she's like, I will absolutely become a cop. And they were like, well, there's never been a bunny cop. And she's like, well, I guess I'll be the first one, Stu and Bon. Go off, sis. Have fun with your carrots. And your 276 children. Oh, there's just bunnies everywhere. I don't know if they belong to Stu and Bon, but maybe they do. I well, don't they know. said that she has 275 siblings. And then there's just even more by That's the time she's many. older. They're bunnies. It's That's all they do. Lot. So our pal Judy, nine years old, <laughs> sees Gideon Fox bullying some other animals. And she confronts him and he pushes her. What a jackass. And then Judy kicks him in the mouth. Sure does. It might not have been the mouth, but I like to think it was the mouth because that hurts the most. Yeah. You know, like face area, the mouth. You don't want to get kicked Especially in the mouth. long ass bunny foot. And then... He gets out his predator claws and he scratches her face. You want to know why? Because it's in his dunna. It's in his dunna, <laughs> which is DNA if you're stupid. <laughs> All of the other animals are like, oh my God, thank you for standing up for us. We're just small prey. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for saving us, Judy. You're the best. 10 Yay. out of 10. Yay. Our savior bunny. So now uh, little Jude little judy pooty <laughs> <laughs> jude the dude jude the dude she grows up and she for sure goes to cop academy yep i'm just gonna say this right now there are no cops in the world that get as much training as the zootopia police department honestly <laughs> they are going through the works well so there's 12 different ecosystems within Zootopia. So they have to like learn how to essentially survive in all 12 of these districts. So there's like Tundra Town, which is like snowy, Sahara Square, which is deserty, rainforest something, District. which is rainforesty. I only remember that because that's where I would live, probably. So there's like a whole bunch of different ones. There's like water themed ones. Obviously, the animals that like <laughs> the ocean, yeah. the river. Yeah. Different ones depending on the type of animal you are and why you should live there you know so they have to go through training for each individual area 
she works really hard and she studies really hard. She's doing sit-ups while studying. Go for her. She like fails a ton before she does anything right. <laughs> She's trying everything though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Try everything. It's gonna happen eighty-five times this episode. Just prepare yourself, guys. <laughs> and she works real hard and she becomes a ZPD officer. Oh my god, she's the first rabbit cop. She's the first rabbit cop in Mayor Lionface. Lionheart. <laughs> But close enough. That's very close. Mayor Lionface, who is uh-huh. a lion, awards her her badge. Mm-hmm. And Assistant Mayor Bellwether, who is a little sheepy sheep, tells her, I'm so happy there's another little guy out there rooting for the little guy. Yeah. Little guys unite. Also, why is she like the world's smallest sheep? Like, she's smaller than... How big is Judy she's as a bunny? Fucking lamb chop size. Yeah, she's she, teeny tiny. Yeah, it's weird. Mom and Daddy Bunny, Bon and Stu. <laughs> Again, guys, I'm naming my firstborn children Stu and Soup, so I'm a big fan of Stu out here. <laughs> Carrot Stu. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> so Stu and Bonnie are saying goodbye to their little girl because she's off to the big city Zootopia. Aww. And they give her a bunch of like fox repellent and fox tasers and all of this stuff. And I'm like, yikes, they really don't like foxes over here in Bunnyboro. Yeah, super aggressive to the foxes. Damn. So little Judy the dude. Judy the dude. <laughs> Judy the dude. Judy the dude gets on the train to Zootopia and her 900 brothers and sisters wish her off. She's gonna have 900 by now, right? This is like... Uh, approximately. What, 12 years later or whatever? 15. 15 years later. Like, she has 7,000 brothers and sisters at this point. And this is when we hear... Uh, 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 uh. I can't believe Judy skipped over Hyena Gomez. <laughs> what and a went bop. with Gazelle. So, Judy's in, like, the top of this train, and there's a whole bunch of different animals in there. So, you see, like, the head of a giraffe. There's these tiny little gerbils. <laughs> Can I tell you what I saw? What did you see? I saw camels running in the desert. <laughs> and this is the first scene where I realized that all the animals are walking on their back two feet. <laughs> They're not, like, walking like regular animals, like, on their four it legs. It took me to the camels. <laughs> To realize it. She said, wait. And then she rewound it and was like, are they on two legs? And Cat was like, they're all on two legs. There was literally a whole lion giving a speech (laughs) and a sheep. So good. So she gets off of the train in the city center of Zootopia. Gazelle literally welcomes you to Zootopia on a giant screen. She's like, hello, I am Gazelle. Welcome to Zootopia. Like, she sounds like a robot. <laughs> Shakira does not speak like that at all. And this is when Judy gets to her new apartment and mm-hmm. meets her loud gay neighbor. We stand. Happy Pride. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride, guys. This is our representation. Questionably gay Maybe gazelles. Potentially <laughs> gay neighbors. Thanks, Disney. You're really it. doing God's work out here. <laughs> eye roll, eye roll, eye roll. Really doing the most. Uh, So she's like, oh, I have noisy neighbors. I have a tiny window. There's maybe fleas. And she's super pumped. She's like really excited (laughs) to have this tiny ass apartment. I mean, who doesn't get excited about their very first time moving out? You know what I 
mean? Even if it's a crappy place. Oh, yeah, I was lit. I, I could have slept on the floor, to be honest. Literally, when I moved out here to Orlando, our apartment, the apartments that were, like, next to ours, there was, like, two murders and three drug busts within the first two months of us living there. And I was like, I love Orlando. I love it here. <laughs> it wasn't much different from Tampa, let's be real. No, yeah, exactly. It was, like, less than that. <laughs> yeah, it was way better. <laughs> So it's Jude the Dude's first day of work. The first person she meets is Clawhauser. Obsessed. He is an overweight... Leopard. Leopard. And he has a <laughs> donut stuck in his neck fat. Mm-hmm. And I love him. Yeah, so he also calls Judy cute, which apparently is a slur unless you are a bunny. So a bunny can call another bunny cute, but if you're not a bunny, you can't call a bunny cute. Clawhauser points Judy in the direction of her orientation, and this is where Chief Bogo comes in. Chief, buy one, get one. Buy one, get one free. And Chief Bogo informs the team that there are 14 missing mammals, including (gasps) the latest missing case, which is Emmett Otterton. Cute little guy. Poor little Emmett. His little great turtleneck vest i know and chief bogo is assigning all the cases to all of the police force and then he gives judy parking duty yeah man someone's gotta write those tickets so judy goes out to her parking duty she's not very happy about it she wants to be a real cop but she writes like two thousand tickets in one (laughs) minute or something like that 200 tickets by noon but super close (laughs) super impressive she's making the town tons of money (laughs) and she sees a fox and he looks like he's up to no good so she starts to follow him and keep an eye on him Mm -hmm. and she follows him into a elephant ice cream shop the fox just wants to buy a jumbo popsicle for his little boy Who's dressed like an elephant. Little toot toot. And he's like, my son just wants a giant popsicle. And the elephant is like, we don't sell popsicles to foxes around here. Discrimination. And Judy goes up to the counter and she's like, well, I see that you're not using gloves on your trunk. Which imagine a like a glove for an elephant trunk. It's, it's just a like a giant condom. Yeah. It's essentially it. It's literally just a 20 foot condom. But you wouldn't have snot and mucus in your ice cream. Exactly. So Judy's like, well, I could write you a citation or you could sell this man a popsicle. How about that? The elephant agrees to sell the fox and the fox's little baby dressed as an elephant a popsicle. (laughs) And then the fox realizes he left his wallet at home. Aw, man. Judy is like, you know what? I'll pay for the popsicle. Gives the little boy the popsicle. She's like, I hate to see elephants being mean to foxes. As she literally has fox repellent on her freaking belt. Right. <laughs> and then sends the man and his child on their merry way. Doot doot. Now, Judy is continuing to do her parking duty duties and (laughs) writing tickets and she sees the little boy who got the popsicle earlier so she's like oh hey and then realizes that the fox and his child are melting down the popsicle off of a roof and putting it into jugs Mm -hmm. and loading it onto a car and then who drives that car away the baby yeah little toot toots driving baby fox (laughs) he can drive he's not a baby what kind of animal is little toot toot please don't ask me these kinds of questions (laughs) he's a type of fox right i'm i don't know he's like a blonde fox I need to know. Hold on, wait. That's also me. I'm also a blonde fox. Oh, it's literally his 
name. Fennec. He's a Fennec fox. It's spelled different, but oh, so Fennec is a Fennec fox. Yes, Aww. and they're actually really cute. Foxes are very cute. I'm screaming. Literally, I'm internally screaming. The little fox and the big fox take <laughs> the melted popsicle liquid to Tundra Town, mm-hmm. and they make little molds in the snow, and they refreeze the liquid to smaller popsicles yeah. with popsicle sticks. And then they take those popsicles, and they sell them at some office building where a bunch of lemmings buy all of their popsicles. I thought they were hamsters. Is that what lemmings look like? No. This is a cartoon. <laughs> Everything else looks pretty accurate. After all of the lemmings finish their popsicles, they throw the popsicle sticks into the garbage. Well, they're not really throwing them into the garbage. They're actually throwing them into a bin that the small fox collects. And they go and they sell the popsicle sticks to some insert rodent type here. And (laughs) they sell the popsicle sticks to these rodents. And then they make money off the popsicles and selling the popsicle sticks. Yep. The little fox gets his payout and... The big fox takes the rest of the payout and they part ways. Judy goes up to the big fox and is like, bro, you can't do that. That's against the law. I'm taking you to jail. You're under arrest. He is basically like, "Uh, actually, I have a permit to sell the popsicles. So na-na-na-boo-boo. And Judy is like, well, you sold those popsicle sticks and said that they were redwood and he said red space wood the wood was red it's redwood (laughs) he said i did not lie so judy is like fine whatever and nick is basically like listen little bunny cop you're only ever going to be a meter major never going to amount to anything one thing you need to learn about zootopia is they tell you you could try everything but really you're going to be who you are for the rest of your life you're going to be a dumb bunny and i'm going to be a sly fox get it straight Boom. Uh. So then Judy's all sad. She goes home to her sad little apartment and makes a sad little carrot dinner for one, which is just a sad, tiny carrot. It's literally <laughs> a microwave meal and it's called carrots for one. <laughs> oh, no. And it's like this dehydrated, sad little carrot. Her parents FaceTime her, so she pretends to be. Also, her phone is an Apple phone, but it's a carrot phone, and it's really funny. So her parents FaceTime her, and she's pretending to be all happy, and they see that she's wearing the meter maid vest, and they're like, oh my, thank God, you're just a meter maid, like, you're not going to be a real cop, you're not going to do anything dangerous, like, you're just going to stay a bunny and be safe, yay. She hangs up with them, because she's like, I'm tired of listening to this, and then her gay neighbors are like, hey, keep it down over there with your sadness, uh, we're trying to sleep over here. (laughs) Happy Pride Month, you guys. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, gay neighbors. So it's the next day and Judy is writing tickets and she's really sad, writes her tickets, goes to sit in her little meter maid car to have a nice cry as we all do on hard days at work. And can I say my favorite line? What? My mommy wishes you were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She has all these people yelling at her. Anyone who's worked in any kind of service industry knows this kind of day where just it doesn't matter what you do or what you say, someone's angry at you. Um, Um, And a little boy says, yeah, that his mom wishes that the cop was dead. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) My mommy wishes you were dead. So as she's having her cry in her car, a pig runs up and is like, hey, my store just got robbed. Like my my floral shop just got robbed by that weasel. Go catch him. And she's like, I'm on the case. So she's chasing this weasel all through Zootopia. And another pair of cops sees her and they're like, we're going to call it in. And she's like, no, I'm on the case. And they're like, you're a meter maid. What are you doing? So she's continuing to run after this weasel. The weasel runs into Rodentia, which is like (laughs) the 
rodent area of Zootopia. It's literally like a fenced-in park area where everything is just tiny for these little like mice and whatever other kind of rodents are in there. So she's running through. There's buildings getting knocked over that she fixes. And then at one point, the weasel falls over and he's separated from the bag of what he just stole. And Judy's running after him and he kicks his giant fake donut at her. So it's rolling through the city and it almost hits this tiny little rodent, which Melissa, for some reason, knew what kind of rodent this was. She's a shrew. I don't know why she knew this, but she did. Uh, so it almost hits. Are cute. <laughs> they are very cute. So this giant donut almost squashes this shrew with like OG Snooky hair. Judy grabs the donut before it can squash the little shrew. And then she uses the donut to apprehend the weasel. So she caught her man. So Judy brings the weasel. This is Duke Weaselton, by the way, guys. Yeah, we don't just some weasel. Yeah. His name is Duke Weaselton. We aren't fully aware of that yet, but it's him. King of our hearts. (laughs) Duke Weaselton. I love the name Duke. That's a great name. It is a good name. And she brings him to headquarters and Chief Bogo yells down to Judy and is like, get in my office, bitch. (laughs) A direct quote. Verbatim direct Verbatim. So Chief Bogo is mad because she caused a ruckus and he's yelling at her. Miss Otterton busts into Chief Bogo's office and is like, my husband's still missing. It's been XYZ days. 10 days. Ooh, I even put it in my notes. Look at me. I'm very organized. (laughs) Miss Otterton comes in and she's like, my husband Emmett Otterton has been missing for 10 days. And Judy says, I'm going to find him. And Chief Bogo is just like fuming. Chief Bogo escorts Miss Otterton out of his room and tells Judy that she's fired. And then when he goes to open the door, assistant Mayor Bellwether is talking to Miss Otterton and saying how excited she is that Judy has taken the case. And so Chief Bogo can't fire Judy now because the mayor is involved now. The mayor is very excited that they're head recruit from the ZPD police academy is taking on the case. Yeah, she was literally the valedictorian for their graduating academy class and she's been on freaking parking duty this whole time. Yeah, so Chief Bogo tells her she has 48 hours to solve the case or she's fired, which is really ridiculous, but whatever. Those are the stakes now. So she gets the case for Emmett Otterton's disappearance and it's a very small case file. It's one page. <laughs> um, but she notices in the last photo they could find of Emmett Otterton from the Zootopia. Zootopia has great, um, what's it called? CCTV. CCTV, yes, mm-hmm. which America needs more of. We don't have great CCTV here. Not at all. We need better CCTV. So from the Zootopia CCTV footage, they see Emmett Otterton bought a popsicle. Mm. Wonder where he got that from. So Judy's like, I know this dirtbag. I'm going to go <laughs> find him. So Judy goes to find the fox, Nick Wilde, and she finds him walking a stroller with Lil Toot Toot, who is actually Finnick, the Fennec fox, who is actually a grown man (laughs) he's just very small and she stops him and she's like hey you sold this popsicle to this otter do you remember him and nick wilde's like i remember everyone and i know everyone but i'm not gonna help you because why should i she pretty much blackmails him 
And she says, so you just admitted that you've been making $200 a day, 365 days a year since you were 12 years old and you file your taxes saying that you have no income. So um, that's felony tax evasion and you're arrested if you don't help me. And he's like, you have no proof of that. Like you, it's my word against yours, except her little carrot pin that she carries around with her is actually a recorder. (laughs) (laughs) So she recorded their whole conversation to him admitting that he makes all this money and has never filed taxes. Finnick is having a field day with this. He thinks it's absolutely hilarious. And now he's like, you're a cop now. I'm going to peace out and go find someone else to slide with for while you're doing this cop stuff. He gives Nick Wilde the little sticker that says he's a junior cop (laughs) to Nick Wilde on his little shirt pocket. So now Nick Wilde is being blackmailed into helping Judy Hopps solve her case. Mm-hmm. Nick takes Judy to the last place he saw Emmett Otterton at. If he helps Judy, she'll give him the pen mm-hmm. so that he can destroy it or do whatever he wants with it. Right, exactly. Get rid of the evidence. So the last place Emmett Otterton was mm-hmm. seen was a yoga studio. But they're all naturalists at this yoga studio. Yes. So they go in and they talk to the guy at the front and (laughs) he is a yak Mm -hmm. named Yax. Mm -hmm. And who is he voiced by? Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. Oh, legend. Love him so much. He's covered in flies. It's actually really gross. And (laughs) he's like, oh, I know Emmett's yoga instructor. I'll take you to her and she can tell you more about Emmett. Yak? and Judy and Nick go and talk to the yoga instructor. Her name is Nangi. Nangi, and Mm -hmm. she's a giant elephant. And again, they're all nudists, so none of the animals at this yoga studio have clothes on, but I'm all for it. Yeah, Judy is not having it, though. She's, like, trying to cover her eyes and look at nothing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this is how you were born. (laughs) Who cares? Nudity's fun. Exactly. So... Yax is basically like, oh, don't you remember Emmett? He comes here every Thursday and he's been in your class for seven years. And on last week, he left in a white car with silver trim and here's the license plate. And Nangi is like, no, I don't even know who you're talking about. And Judy's just like (laughs) taking notes of everything Yax is saying. So basically, Yax had all the info and Judy didn't have to be exposed to all those naturalists. (laughs) But But good for her that she did. Open her mind up a little bit. So Judy and Nick have the license license plate for the car with the silver trim that Emmett got into. Judy is like, crap, I can't run the plates because I'm not in the system yet. I'm not a real cop yet. Verbatim. And Nick says, oh, I know somebody at the DMV. I guess I could help you out. We head to the DMV. And this is one of my favorite parts. So they walk into the DMV and everyone obviously knows the DMV is notorious for being super slow. Well, the DMV is being run by my personal favorite animal, sloth. So cute. I love them so much. So they walk up to one sloth at his window and it's Flash. Flash, Flash, 100 yard dash. He is the fastest of the sloths, which isn't very fast, as we all know. So Nick and Judy are telling Flash, okay, so we have these plates, we need to run them. And Flash is very slowly entering the number and letters for the plate to run it. And right when he gets to the last one, Nick Wilde decides to tell him a joke and it completely throws him off. But it's so funny because after Nick Wilde tells the punchline, Flash's smile is my favorite thing in the whole entire world. It takes him a full 30 seconds to go from like 
normal face to laughing. I love it. And then he tells the joke to every other sloth in the DMV. Oh, no. He tells the joke to Priscilla. Who is voiced by Kristen Bell. It's Kristen Bell, but she says one yes. Line. <laughs> she has one line. And in all the trivia, too, it was like Kristen Bell was so excited to do the voice of Priscilla, the sloth of the DMV. Guys, her line. Are you ready for Kristen Bell's line? Get ready. Here it comes. What is it? Yes. That could have been anybody. But she had pink streaks. She looked like a badass. She's a badass sloth. They probably just pulled the audio from fucking Frozen or something. No, like, I bet you she went into the studio and just recorded that one and line. And just said yes? Do you think she was initially supposed to have more lines and then they cut it? Maybe she had other lines, but that was her line. Yes. <laughs> She's literally billed for this movie. She is. For her one line. She's making hundreds and thousands of dollars off of saying yes. Love that for her. At the DMV. That's where I'm trying to be. So they get the license plates run finally, and it's attached to a limo service in Tundra Town. Mm-hmm. So they go outside, and Judy's like, we got to get to Tundra Town. And then she realizes it's already nighttime. <laughs> it took them so long. <laughs> That's how fast Flash is. <laughs> I'm so surprised I said that with no, I did not even I know. stutter at all. Oh, my gosh. You got through it. So it's nighttime, and they head to the Tundra Town limo service, and obviously it's closed. Judy is like, whatever, I guess you helped me. Here's your pen. And then she throws the pen over the fence of the limo service. So Nick Wilde, our fox friend, climbs over the fence, and Judy hops over, and she's like, well, I guess since I saw a shifty fox over here in the yard of the limo service, I'll just come over here too. She gets the pen, and they go and investigate the limo service. It's a loophole for sure. Sure. She made it work for. She didn't have a warrant, though. No, no. But she saw Shifty Fox over the fence, so. Probable cause. Judy and Nick are looking in the limo that Emmett got picked up in, and they find Emmett's wallet, and the limo is covered in scratch marks. Mm-hmm. So it looks like there was some sort of fight in the limo that they know that Emmett got in. Dun, dun, dun. And then Nick Wilde realizes that they are in the limo of Mr. Big. <gasps> not Mr. Big. And Mr. Big does not like Nick. Why doesn't he like Nick? You tell me, cat. So Nick Wilde sold Mr. Big a skunk butt rug. You nailed it. You <laughs> Thank nailed you. It. I've been practicing. <laughs> so Nick is like, we got to go and opens the door. And then Mr. Big's henchmen, which are polar bears, very mm-hmm. horrifying, mm-hmm. are standing there in suits. Adorable. Love I'm that so for them. Sorry. They're so cute. <laughs> polar bears are horrifying. Oh, polar bear will fuck you up. Yeah. Any bear will fuck you up, That's to be fair. honest. Yeah. So the polar bears take Nick and Judy to Mr. Big and he is a tiny little shrew. He's very cute. He's very godfather. Yeah. Oh, it's the godfather all day. Yeah. So Mr. Big is telling Nick, how dare you sell me the skunk butt rug. <laughs> I'll never even try. I'll never try to say that. Those words will never come out of my mouth. The worst part of it was, too, wasn't even the skunk butt rug. It was the fact that Mr. Big gave the skunk butt rug to his grandmama. The tiny shrew is upset because they're bothering him on his daughter's wedding day. Amazing. And Judy's like, do you know about Emmett Otterton? And Mr. Big is like, kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Ice him. Yeah, he's got this giant trap door in his office that's just ice water below it. So he's going to drop him in there. So they're being held over the trapdoor, about to get drowned in some ice water. Mr. Big, his daughter comes out and she's like, oh my gosh, Judy, it's you. How are you? And Mr. Big is like, how do you know this woman? <laughs> 
how do you know this bunny rabbit? I just like to do voices. I'm so sorry. This is, none good. of this is happening in the movie. <laughs> and the daughter is the shrew that Judy saved just one day before from the giant donut that was about to crush her. Yeah, the one with the snooky hair. Now Mr. Big is like, oh, I'll do anything for you guys. What's up? Yeah, he's like, you saved my daughter, so now I'm going to do you a favor. So she asks again, tell me about Emmett Otterton. And Mr. Big is like, oh, he's my florist. He's a family friend. Uh, He had to talk to me about something. So I had my driver pick him up. And Emmett Otterton attacked his driver. Crazy. So Judy was like, wait. Sweet little Emmett Otterton attacked your driver and he's like, yeah, he's literally home on bed rest because he fucked him up so hard. So they ask for the name of the driver and his name is Mr. Manchus. Yes. So they go to pay a visit to Mr. Manchus in the Rainforest District. So Mr. Manchus opens the door to his cute little rainforest home. I thought he was a panther. He's a jaguar. I thought jaguars had spots. No, they're black. And I didn't know that. Isn't Bagheera jaguar? I thought Bagheera was a panther. He might be a black panther. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> anyway. There's too many fucking cats. Let's call him Carol Baskin. Miss Baskin? Miss Baskin, hi. Hello. Um, What is Bagheera and the Jungle Book? Can you... Return my call. Thank you so much. I, I don't think you killed your husband. I think she did. Uh, really? Anyway, yeah, I think she did. I think he's like in Peru or wherever living his life. As far away from her as humanly possible. Yes, I really do. That's also a possibility. I think she killed him. I think he ran away. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Nick and Judy are knocking on the door of Mr. Manchus, the driver that got attacked by Emmett Otterton. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about everything that happened. So he picked up Otterton and Otterton just seemed really, really nervous. Um, and he kept saying something about night howlers. Mr. Manchus heard some ruckus in the back seat. So he turned around and looked and Otterton was acting savage. He was on all fours. He was scratching things. He was making weird noises. And then Mr. Otterton scratched the crap out of Mr. Manchus while he was driving and then ran out of the car and disappeared into the night. What the heck? Nick and Judy are like, well, can you invite us in? We just have a couple more questions for you about the night howlers and Emmett. And he's like, yeah, let me take the chain off the door. Because, you know, he's like a mob guy. He's not just going to open the door to cops. T. Mr. Manchus goes to unlock his door to let Judy and Nick in. But then he goes savage and he starts losing his shit. So Nick and Judy start running and Judy calls to dispatch for backup and Clawhauser is literally adding his face to a gazelle music video. <laughs> we all remember those apps. You remember like the Elfster? Elf yourself. Yeah, Elf that yourself was it. All day. Elf yourself is still funny. I don't it's care. It's gazelle yourself. Says. Yeah, it's gazelle <laughs> yourself, the app. Judy and Nick barely get away from the savage, not a panther, jaguar. Yep. I was going to let you get there. (laughs) Judy and Nick barely get away from the savage jaguar and backup finally arrives. And when they get there, Nick and Judy are stuck in some vines. So they help them out. Chief Bogo doesn't believe Judy. So she's like, well, I'll take you to the savage jaguar. And when she takes him over to where he's supposed to be stuck on a bridge where Judy and Nick left him, he's not there anymore. He Mm -hmm. got away. And there's no way he could have left the area. So Judy looks dumb now. Yeah. And Bogo literally says to her that maybe she just believes that any predator is a savage. And she's like, no, like I have a key witness, that being Nick Wilde. And this is when it's like, okay, a little bit of racism here. 
freaking Bogo is like, well, how am I supposed to believe a fox? They're sly, they're wily, they're liars. Like, all they do is lie and lie. And then Nick is like, no, yeah, he actually did all of this stuff. And Bogo is like, no. So I don't believe either one of you, Judy, you're fired. I gave you 48 hours. It's your turn to resign. We made a deal. And Nick is like, no, actually, you gave her 48 hours, which means we have 10 hours left. So we're gonna go and we're gonna figure this out peace out and they get on a little like sky tram thing and they zip out in the sky tram headed out of the rainforest district nick confides in judy that he wanted to be a junior ranger scout when he was a wee baby fox and when he joined the ranger scouts he went to his initiation and all of the animals attacked him because he was a predator they put a muzzle on tiny little baby nick wild and she's like i'm so sorry you went through that like not all prey is afraid of predators and not all predators are actually evil and mean and this is very reminiscent of some very interesting things going on in life right now like racism exactly nick tries to change the subject because he's all awkward because he just confided in judy and he's like mm, look at the uh, the traffic do 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 and judy's like thank you nick for telling me your story i really appreciate it and he's like yeah the traffic camps and he's like wait the traffic camps ding, 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 ding. So there's CCTV all over Zootopia, which we already know. And he says, we can see what happened to the Jaguar, Mr. Monchus. Judy's like, crap, I don't have access to anything yet because I'm not a full cop yet. But she has a friend at City Hall. Yeah, she does. And it's Assistant Mayor Bellwether. That weird tiny sheep. The little tiny sheepy sheep. Mm-hmm. So they go to Assistant Mayor Bellwether and Mayor Lionface is treating her like crap. <laughs> Lionheart. He's so rude to her. He calls her Smellweather. He calls her Smellweather. What a dick. He's so mean to her. He treats her like crap. He shut a door on her face and she dropped all her little papers. So Assistant Mayor Bellwether is like, of course I'll help you guys out. So she has access to the cameras and she shows the footage to Nick and Judy and they see that Mr. Monchus was picked up by some timber wolves Mm -hmm. and thrown into the back of a van. And it's really funny because Nick makes a joke like, oh, I bet you one of them's gonna howl in a moment. And one of them starts howling and Judy's like, these are the night howlers. This is what Mr. Otterton was going on about because they're wolves and they howl. Crazy. So Nick and Judy are looking at the CCTV cams and they follow the car all the way to the wolves hideaway, which is like a dark, stormy castle. I said it was a cliffside manor. Cliffside (laughs) manor. That's a pretty good description. (laughs) Uh, Where all the timber wolves are. And Judy and Nick are headed towards the manor. Judy's like, how are we going to get in? Like, we got to distract these wolves. You know, it's real easy to distract the timber wolves. All you have to do is let out a little howl Mm -hmm. and they all start howling. Mm -hmm. So Nick and Judy sneak past the howling wolves and they go through the sewage tunnels because they're so small. So small. Little fox and a little bunny. And they get inside the creepy hillside mansion where it's raining. There's lightning. It's very creepy. Very Scooby-Doo, you know? Oh, it is very Scooby-Doo. Super Scooby-Doo. Judy makes a comment that it kind of looks like a hospital. And then they find a room where there are a bunch of animals in cages. And they're all rogue, including Emmett and Mr. Monchus are Mm -hmm. there. 
So they hear some voices. So they run into one of the cells and they hide. And Judy starts taking video on her carrot phone. (laughs) (laughs) And it's freaking Lion Face. We knew it. I knew it was Lion Face. We knew it all along. He was behind it the whole time. Calls that poor little lamb smell weather. So Judy is taking video of mayor lion face and one of the scientists working at the facility and he's saying we can't let this get out that the predators are going rogue or else it'll ruin my reputation and then judy's freaking parents try to call her and her ringtone goes off judy put your phone on silent do not disturb judy my phone has been on silent since the sixth grade yeah you can do it too (laughs) my phone has never rung in its life yeah really not either put it on silent yeah not great come on it's 2021 why is your phone still ringing this was 2016 but whatever <laughs> judy dude dude the dude Jude put your phone dude. on silent so lionheart and the scientist guy he's talking to start freaking out and they shut everything down they lock all the cells so the cell that nick and judy are in actually gets locked and they're calling in security to do a sweep of um the whole building to find out who is in there and judy's like well nick i hope you can swim and they flush themselves down the toilet I don't think it works like that. Um, this is also a very large toilet. I was going to say, this is a toilet for like an elephant Literally. or a rhinoceros. Maybe that's what they were planning to, to catch next. Nick and Judy escape through the toilet and then they get a hold of Clawhauser and tell him that they found the 14 missing mammals, um, including one extra one. And then Clawhauser tells the chief that Judy has cracked the whole entire case wide open. So then uh, the weird manor hospital place <laughs> gets raided. The hospital mansion. Yes. And, <laughs> and they arrest Lionheart and Lionheart's like, I didn't do anything. I'm just trying to save this city. I don't know what's going on either. And they're like, sure, Jan. Now they think that Mr. Mayor Lionheart is behind the whole thing. So now back at the police headquarters, there's a press conference and Chief Bogo says that they found all the animals and Judy speaks next and oh jude jude the dude she really sticks her lucky little rabbit foot right in her mouth doesn't she she's really just answering questions but she basically tells them that all of the animals that were caught were predators and that they've been going savage they're going back to their old ways they're just going savage because it's in their dna and they're done oh so now Everyone in Zootopia gets really scared because they're scared that all of the animals that were originally predators are going to start just going savage. And 90% of the population of Zootopia is prey and the other 10% are predators. So now the predators are getting a bad rap because Judy just told the whole world that all the animals that went savage are predators. Mm Mm-hmm. Nick is really upset. He's like, Judy, what did you just do? You just told everybody in Zootopia that predators are at risk of just becoming savage out of nowhere. And she's like, that's not what I meant to do. I was just stating the facts of the case. And he was like, you're just like every other bunny. I knew it. I thought you were a good guy and you're not. You're a bad guy and you're racist. Judy, you're a racist cop. You're racist (laughs) against the predators. Judy's a racist cop. No, she's not. She's good. She just, she was trying to help and she made things worse. So then it's one week after the press conference and there's a showing of the news and they say that there have been 27 predatory attacks in one 
week. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, and then there's a peace rally held by Gazelle, which is really funny because this is so Shakira. She was probably like, listen, if I'm in this movie, she's going to literally be me and she's going to hold a freaking peace rally. And Gazelle says, um, it was really irresponsible for anyone to label all predators as savages. Um, and it was really unfair to them. Again, super reminiscent of actual racist events happening all over the world as of literally right now. So Judy's kind of freaking out a little bit. And then Bogo comes in to see her and is like, hey, the new mayor wants to talk to you. And she's like, what could the new mayor want with me? As Judy and Bogo are walking to see the new mayor, they see Clawhauser is packing up a box. He has to move down to records because they don't want a predator to be the first face you see when you walk into the ZPD. I knew you were going to talk about Clawhauser. It's sad. <laughs> I didn't even put it on my notes. I was like, Kat, we'll talk about Clawhauser. He's getting moved down all the way down by the boiler. Oh, he's too big for that. He's going to be sweaty. He's going to lose some weight maybe. No, but he wants his donuts and to play gazelle music videos He's not a desk. predator. He couldn't chase that little otter earlier in the Unless movie. Unless you're a donut. You don't got to worry about Clawhauser. <laughs> exactly. It's so sad though. He's so upset. And then, so now Bellwether is the new mayor since she was the assistant mayor. She's gotten bumped up since the actual mayor is now arrested. That's how it works, right? <laughs> uh, so Bellwether is the new mayor and she wants to have Judy as the face of the ZPD. Judy's like, um, no, I feel like I actually did a lot more harm than I did any good. Like I know I cracked this case open, but now I have everyone being really racist towards all the predators and I don't like how this is going. So I'm actually going to quit. And Bellwether and Bogo are like, what is happening? And she just takes off her badge, sets it down and walks out and moves back home to work on the carrot farm with her parents. So Judy moves home and she's working on her parents' carrot farm again. She's very depressy. Parents are trying to talk to her, make her happy. And they're like, listen, it just didn't work out. It's okay. She's like, no, like I feel like I was doing something good and I actually did something horrible. And she's really upset about it. And then her parents tell her, well, you becoming a cop kind of changed our minds on predators. And then a truck pulls up that says Gideon Gray's Bakery. And they say, if you never would have become a cop and opened our eyes to the fact that not all predators are bad, we never would have had a partnership with Gideon Gray. Gideon Gray, the fox that bullied Judy and her friends in Still school. Still not acceptable. <laughs> no, don't bully people. He is a baker now, so he brings pie to Judy's parents for them to sell at their stand, and in exchange, they give Gideon some of their fruit so he can go bake more pies for his baker. Mm -hmm. Judy goes to the back of Gideon's truck and they're talking. Gideon apologizes and he says this really like clearly he's been in therapy thing where he's like, I had a lot of pent up aggression and I took it out on my fellow classmates, but I'm better now and I realize I was wrong and I'm really sorry, Judy. I scratched you in the face. So Gideon apologizes to Judy and then Stu, the dad bunny, yells at the kids, 5,000 more children that have been born since mm -hmm. Judy's been mm -hmm. in Zootopia. Approximately. To avoid the night howlers when they're running through the field because one time Judy's uncle ate a night howler flower and became crazy and bit Judy's mom on the arm and took a chunk out of her arm because he went savage. <gasps> and Judy is like, wait, what? 
and her dad's like, yeah, we plant night howlers so the bugs will stay away. And she's like, no, 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 no. The story about my uncle becoming a savage because he ate a night howler. And then Judy puts it together that Emmett wasn't talking about wolves being night howlers. He was talking about the plant night howlers. Dun, dun, dun. And Judy realizes that all of the animals were going savage because somebody was giving them night howlers. Mm-hmm. So Judy goes to find Nick, tries to tell him everything, is trying to apologize she starts sobbing because he's ignoring her. And this this part is the most me part of this movie, just trying to get through a sentence without sobbing, but sobbing harder. <laughs> I love that she's genuinely sobbing too. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh. <laughs> like she's like, <laughs> Judy is ugly crying. And yeah. it's so real. Looking Thank like Kim, you, Zootopia. Looking like Kim Kardashian out here while she right? cries. So she's trying to talk to Nick and she's like, I'm so sorry I was wrong. I was really small-minded and ignorant and I'm just a dumb bunny. And she's like sobbing really hard and Nick was recording her with the carrot pen the whole time. Got her. Got him. And he rewinds where she says that she's just a dumb bunny. And he says, you know what? It's okay. I forgive you. Let's crack this case. It's so cute. It's so cute. So then this is when Judy realizes that the weasel that was stealing from that florist towards the beginning stole the fruit or plant. I don't know. It's It looks like an onion almost. I feel like it's like a seed almost yeah that comes from oh there we go so the (laughs) weasel from the beginning that she apprehended with the donut Um, was duke wesselton yes was stealing the bulb from a florist that came from the night howler flower obviously he's the plug somehow so they go to find him and he is plug the night howler <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> tell me i'm wrong so can you tell we're from tampa yeah right yikes <laughs> um so they go find duke weaselton and he is hawking bootleg movies now we wrote down the names of some of these melissa if you would like to start it off i liked pig hero six <laughs> uh there was meowana <laughs> There was Wreck-It Rhino, and my personal favorite was Wrangled, which was Tangled, but it was Maximus the Horse as Rapunzel. And then there was Gigantic. What was mm-hmm. the fake title? It, I didn't write that one down. It was like... It was like Giraffe. Giraffic, Or I think. something like yeah. that, which is a movie that never got made. Yeah, I don't think that one ever got finished. No. Scrapped. So. It lives on in Zootopia, I, I guess. I guess so. Duke... Wesselton, they threaten Weaselton and they're, they take him to Mr. Big and uh, Mr. Big has his polar bears holding Wesselton uh, to be iced and the weasel spills all the info on the drop location where he drops off the bulbs from the night howlers. Duke Weaseltown was going <laughs> to sell the night howler bulbs to a guy named Doug. Mm-hmm. And this guy, Doug, he lives in a train, an abandoned train in the subway system. That's pretty cool. It's pretty (laughs) badass, honestly. (laughs) So we go to the abandoned train where Doug is, and they're spying on Doug, who is a sheep. Mm -hmm. Ram? Sheep? I don't know. Don't care. 
And um, <laughs> he is in a tracksuit and a hazmat mask. And he is taking the night howler flowers and turning them into little night howler bullets. And mm-hmm. they're just little round purple bullets that he can put in a gun and shoot at people. Looks like a paintball kind of. Exactly. Like a paintball. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kat. Mm-hmm. So Doug gets a call on his little phone. His little phone. I'm just like. <laughs> Everything is little. His little phone. He's a little sheep. He's so cute. He gets a call on his phone and he gets another mark. So he's going to go shoot the mark with the Night Howler bullet. After he finishes his call, uh, Doug goes to open the door because Walter <laughs> and, and Jesse. Jesse have shown up to bring him his fucking frappe or whatever. His Starbucks. <laughs> his Starbucks order. Make sure there's extra whipped cream on it this time. <laughs> And when Doug goes to open the door, Judy punts him out the train (laughs) door and starts the train. And Nick is like, what are you doing? And she's like, I need all the evidence. So they take the train. They're on a train chase now. Doug and Walter and Jesse are trying to break back into the train. While it's moving, they get out into Zootopia on the main train track. And they're about to hit a commuter train. But they switch the track at the track switch. When they do that, they make a sharp turn. And freaking Judy, come on, girl. The train falls off the track because they were going too fast. And it explodes. The whole train explodes with Walter and Jesse and... Doug, I'm pretty sure they're all deceased. RIP <laughs> to the bros. And all the evidence is blown up because they were being reckless. Except... Nick stole the briefcase that had the gun and the little paintball serum bullet. And so they have that. <laughs> Can I be mean? Yeah. Cat didn't know how to spell serum. <laughs> I was, I don't know why I thought there was an eye in there. Nick and Judy decide to cut through the museum to get the evidence back to the police station. And so weird, while they're running through the museum, which is currently closed, Mayor Bellwether comes across them and is like, oh my God, I'm so glad I found you guys. I'm here to help you. I'll take that briefcase and then I'll help you guys and get it back to the station. And Judy is like, um, how did you know what was going on? Mayor Bellwether is like, dot, 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 loading, loading, loading. <laughs> and Judy is like, run. So Judy and Nick run away from Mayor Bellwether because it's very sus that she happened to know where they are and what was going on. Judy hurts her leg while they're running. So she can't run anymore and they hide in the museum and Mayor Bellwether is trying to find them with her two grunt sheep police officers. Nick picks up Judy and the case that has the dart gun and the bullet that has the night howler serum in it. So Nick has the gun in a case and he also has Judy and he's running through the museum and they fall into an exhibit. So Mayor Bellwether is standing at the top of the exhibit with her two grunts and she has the case now with the gun in it Mm -hmm. she takes the gun out and she's basically explaining the whole situation to them she's like yeah i'm behind this i wanted to make the predators look bad because i'm tired of mayor lion face and all these predators making all of us prey look bad like the prey is 90 percent of the population we should be on top blah 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 and she shoots nick with the night howler bullet 
Meh. So Nick becomes savage and he's gonna attack Judy. Mayor Bellwether calls the police and is like, there's a wild fox. He's attacking a bunny. But wait, it wasn't a bullet. It was a blueberry. Nick took a blueberry from Judy's farm truck and put that in the case instead. Dead of the Night Howler bullet. Mm -hmm. And he kept the Night Howler bullet in his pocket, so he has it as evidence. So Nick didn't go savage, and Judy is fine, and the cops are there to arrest Mayor Bellwether, and she's like, you don't have shit on me. And Nick has the carrot pen Mm -hmm. that also records, and he recorded her whole spiel on predators and prey and framing people, and she goes to jail. What is it with villains and always telling their whole story and their whole plot? It's called narcissism. That's very fair. So (laughs) Bellwether ends up arrested and they start to create an antidote for the savage animal. So Mr. Otterton goes back to normal. Emmett. And Mrs. Otterton is so pumped to have her hubby back. So then Judy is giving a speech at the academy graduation because Nick went to the academy and is becoming the first cop ever that's a fox yay best cop friends forever and judy's giving this really cool speech and she's like we're just trying to make the world a better place and it's just okay to remember that change is okay nick and judy get their first case and it's the case of a crazy driver who's like speeding through zootopia at like insane speeds so they're in their crazy weird like zebra colored cop car i don't love it it's like an armored car i don't know how i feel about it it's very um inappropriate yeah i'm gonna say the word inappropriate here yeah it's a bit much for they don't even armored car (laughs) no so the crazy driver drives right past them so they give chase and it's flash the slide they had to pull over flash in his rari out here (laughs) he's whipping in the rari and then the movie ends with a gazelle concert yes A bop. My oh favorite my is the <laughs> the tigers in their spandex covered in glitter thrusting their hips. It's literally so great. The tigers and their soul body glitter is everything. It, it's living for me. <laughs> I just love this movie so much. Oh, do you? I, I didn't know. <laughs> Kat, would you like to go first? Sure. Okay. So I think to no surprise of anyone, <laughs> I'm going to give this movie, Zootopia, a 10 out of 10. This one is honestly one of my favorite movies ever. I think even Melissa will be shocked at how high it ranks for me. Oh, God. Um, it's at number four. <gasps> so it's what? under Princess and the Frog and above Frozen. I just, I love this movie. I love the like story behind it. Like it is very much like pointed. It is giving such a message about racism and all of that. I also love like the little details. Like in the train, there's different sized doors for all the different animal types in the city. Like even like when they show like the buildings, there's like really big stairs for like the elephants elephants and the giraffes and there's tiny little itty bitty stairs for like the little rodents and like I just think it's so cute and I love the music even the part where Judy is doing her parking meter stuff that song is such a freaking bop I just really love this movie so it's number four for me (laughs) this is another one of my comfort movies that I will just put on just to like have noise on in the background what did you give (laughs) Zootopia I'm probably gonna cry whatever your answer is 
I gave Zootopia 7 out of 10. Oh, my God. I don't love this movie. I don't care for Judy Arnick. They're just, like, not good Disney characters to me. They're cool or whatever. I don't know. I'm not, like, a huge fan. Don't, if it, don't do my boy Nick like that. <laughs> if it wasn't for um, Shakira <laughs> and the Hyena Gomez. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hyena Gomez. It's Hyena Gomez for me. If it wasn't for the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like this movie. It's just like, I don't care for it. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I just don't love it. I don't know what it is. That's fair. But I did put it above Dumbo. Okay. I'd rather watch this than fucking sad ass Dumbo <laughs> any day. That's fair, I guess. And I put it below The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad because you know Ichabod and Mr. Toad are my boys. That's fair. So this is my number 29. Damn. All right. Are we going to do a patron movie? You know, I think we'll do a Patreon episode for our lovely, lovely patrons. I'm so excited. We've had some good ones that people have given to us. Absolutely. All right, let's see here. Drum roll, please. Oh, my gosh. What is it? It is so good. Emperor's New Groove. Ah, happy Pride. <laughs> we were just talking about Kong. There's literally three gays in this movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And this is KDR's pick. Yay, I'm so excited. I love this movie so much. It's so freaking funny. This wasn't her favorite, but this was her second favorite. I'm so sorry, Katie. I don't remember what your first one was, but we had already done it. So this is her second favorite Disney movie. I'm so excited. I love Emperor's New Groove so much. This is the most underrated Disney movie of all time. We quote this movie a stupid amount of times per day. It was like ahead of its time, I think. I think I so. really do. This movie didn't hit because it, it's should have come out like this year mm-hmm. because it's so good literally just cronk alone is an icon oh my gosh katie yes girl i'm so excited emperor's new groove yay all right kids you know the drill all of our socials are linked in the show notes yeah patreon five dollars a month you get a merch box and bonus episodes harry potter is or will be up <laughs> And then we're going to try to do bonus episodes when we can. We're not going to set a schedule for it because we have full-time jobs on top of this podcast. So, But if we get more patrons, then we can do this full-time. The more you tell your friends about us and the more patrons we get, the more we can quit our jobs and do this full-time. And that is what we would absolutely love to do. So please subscribe and tell friends about us. Yes, please. All right, guys. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Love you long time. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye. These opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The cover art for Tragical was created by Johnny the Alchemist. The theme song for Tragical was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact info for both artists can be found on their Instagrams, which are linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. Guys, it's 198 degrees out. It's 190 degrees out in Florida today, and Kat and I are drinking rosé in my room, sweating our butts off at um, 4 p.m., so it's fine. With no AC on? No, we can't have that. Bad audio. 
Oh, it's man. Hyena Gomez. <laughs> hyena Gomez. That one sends me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I'm literally crying. I need more I'm rose. Sweaty. I'm sweaty. Yeah. I put this fun fact in here for um, people who watch this show that Kat and I have never seen, but we know <laughs> about. Uh, the assistant villains in the movie Walter and Jesse, who are named after Walter and Jesse from Baking. Bi- <laughs> baking bad. I'm gonna start it. Can we make a baking show? <laughs> outtakes, outtakes, outtakes. Bad. I can't believe she didn't pick Hyena <laughs> Yeah, what a waste. I can't believe she skipped <laughs> Hyena Gomez. Because Nick Wilde sold Mr. Big a skunk buck rose. I can't even say it. <laughs> a skunk butt rug. I was never going to try to say that. I was never going to try to say that. Carol Baskin. Killed her husband. Whacked, whacked him. him. <laughs> that was the best part of TikTok. It's was not even the Carol beginning. Baskins. It's Baskin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. But that it's, guy ruined her name. That's okay. Probably oh, for copyright guys, infringement. Guys, remember freaking Tiger King? Remember that part of quarantine? That was the best part of that quarantine. That was a year ago. Monchus is a drag <laughs> A, a drag wire. <laughs> he comes out. Tracy Mattel, the drag wire, lives in the rainforest. Just, I've got to go. But Joey Senyok. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> Happy Pride. The actual gay is Mr. Manches oh, in Jesus full drag. 